From Welcome Villain Films, the studio that brought you the horror hit Malum, as well as Beaten to Death and Hunter Killer, comes their newest nightmare, Mind, Body, Spirit, now available on digital. Directed by Alex Haynes and Matthew Miranda, and produced by Dan Asma, Mind, Body, Spirit follows Anya, an aspiring yoga influencer, as she embarks on a ritual practice left behind by her estranged grandmother. What starts as a spiritual self-help guide quickly evolves into something much more sinister. As Anya becomes increasingly obsessed with the mysterious power of the practice, she unwittingly unleashes an otherworldly entity that begins to take control of her life and her videos. Now, Anya must race to unlock the truth before her descent into madness threatens to consume her mind, body, and spirit. During its festival tour, which stops at Chattanooga Film Festival and the Unnamed Footage Festival, Mind, Body, Spirit garnered praise from critics who call it a found footage version of Hereditary and a knockout found footage horror movie for the live stream era. Experience the first ever yoga-themed found footage horror film and don't miss the film viewers have called extremely frightening and upsetting. Available now on digital anywhere you rent or buy movies online, including Prime Video and Apple Plus. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Dread Podcast Network. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, come on. You know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared. No. No, it's just what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Movie company podcast. We're going to tell you entirety, entirety of a movie. movie spoilers, spoilers and all. I'm a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a demon. Oh. And also British, apparently. <laughs> I hear when you cross over, you get a different accent. Uh, <laughs> That's what they say. You lucked out with that one. It was actually. By choice, it's like what I sold. Oh, you got to, to the pick? devil for. Oh yeah. shit! Cool. It's a British accent. Was a. <laughs> I could have probably you should have shot for the stars with that one, but you could have done like a lot more. So much, yeah. That was oops. Okay. Uh, <laughs> hi, how are you? Oh, hello. I forgot I'm we like so started. I we actually just, forgot yeah. too. I was just doing my vocal warm ups. <laughs> We'd already begun. <laughs> We'd already begun. You were already a demon who asked for a British accent. So um, I'm fantastic. It feels like good. it's been ages since I've done this podcast with you, although it's only been one week. How interesting. But oh, I've we've had lived an a adventurous life. week. 
Yes, you have. And it's also a very special day that we're recording today, is it I not? I know, it is. I went home to Philly and I brought Dee with me. Today is also Dee's birthday. Happy birthday, Dee! And I went to a wedding of my half-sister and met all kinds of family people. It's like my new side of my family. I have no idea how much of that I've ever shared on the podcast. I mean, I feel like we've done 255 episodes of this. Like back in yeah. like the teens, we must have talked about bio dad. <laughs> I knows? met my real dad. I didn't know. My, I only met my real dad like, like 10 years ago or so. If that. Though it feels uh, like it was like last year. Well, yeah, because it was like a slow burn of like one time a year we would maybe see each other. So like yeah. it is not an extent. It's, you know. Yeah. Feels like not that long. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, went to a family wedding on that side and everyone was like beyond welcoming and beyond <laughs> sweet and just more than I could have imagined, honestly. Oh. So I felt very welcomed. And what a magical, really good. yeah, what a so. magical, magical, magical weekend. Yeah. And I was so grateful for Dee to be there. So I wasn't alone. Yeah. And they all loved him too, obviously. Obviously. I mean, he's so great. Yeah. Uh, but also like we had the best time. Like we like danced the night away. Cause also like the wedding people were a bit younger. Um, so it was like I hung out with like the family people almost the whole time, but then also like we like you know we're dancing till till the till the club shut down with with all the kids. So that was fun too. <laughs> I um, love that. Yeah, and then he met my family uh, that Your I grew up with. Fell in love stayed with at my brother's house. Oh my god, my nieces were obsessed with him. <laughs> they were so cute. So they could climb all over him and. You could carry them around and just, yeah. they were so cute. And I told him that it was his birthday in a couple of days. Uh, and so also he wanted to do every single Philly thing that we could. So we got like cheesesteaks. We got tasty cakes. He ran up the Rocky steps. <laughs> he did a whole. Friggin- did he wear his Rocky outfit? He did. Yay! He is that person. He's such a dork. I have so Yay. many dorky pictures of him in Philly. <laughs> just, it, it's an endless montage of dorkness <laughs> that he did in Philly. Uh, I love it. We got butter cake, which I don't even know if that's a Philly thing, but like it's something that was always my birthday cake when I grew up, mm. and I just loved it so much. And me and my brother were just talking about it randomly, but we were like, it we don't want to get it. We don't want to get it. It's like so bad for you. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever had butter cake, but now oh I my want gosh. it. But then he was like, well, now we have to. And so he like ordered it the next day. It's <laughs> <was> like, <laughs> so good. That's amazing. Um, it's literally yeah. just made of butter. It's just butter and oh cake. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh. Just. Yeah. Do you put icing on it or anything? No. No. Is it more like a bunt cake where you would put it in like no. kind of a circular tin? It's rectangular. No. And it's, it's rectangular. thin. It's like a, oh, it's more Dana on the side of Danish. Like it has like oh. a nice. A flakiness Light to it? Danish. Not flakiness, but like the lightness of like a Danish on the bottom. Like oh. the bready part. And then on top is like Butter. It's oh. <laughs> just sugary butter. Oh. Well, now I gotta <laughs> get a layer one. of that creaminess, deliciousness. No. It's so good and so bad for you. Can I have uh, a butter cake for my fortieth birthday? Absolutely. Thank you. you. Might have to ship it in. I don't know. I'll see if it's here. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I showed him the tracks, the old neighborhood. Oh boy. Showed him South Philly. Showed him all around Philly. We met oh South Dawson gosh. for a minute. Ah. Uh, so that was nice, and then. Um, Oh, yeah. So my nieces 
we, well, we had tasty cakes. Uh, so they like hatched up a whole plan. Like we were doing separate things that day. They had like a birthday party to go to. So like me, D and my brother just went out and like explored all the, like the, you know, old city stuff and everything mm-hmm. of Philly and, and the Rocky steps and like got like dinner and stuff together. It was really nice actually Aww. for just to be the three of us. And, um, as soon as we got back, one of the girls like pulled me to the side and she's like, we have to do our plan. And then she, they had like a whole plan of like how to keep him distracted. He had to help one of them do her multiplication tables in the back oh room. my God. Which he oh very much God. sat down to help them do. Oh <laughs> my God. While me and the other one, they, they like knew where everything was. I, all I had was the tasty cakes and she's like, here are candles. And then, so we like lit the candles and then we had to like, then they had to like, I don't even know how they got him into this room. They had a whole oh, thing. They did God. it all themselves. It was very cute. Did and he literally is like holding explode? the. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like, like surprisingly, no, you would think so, but yeah. not in like a bad way. It was more that I was like, it didn't feel like, oh my gosh, I need this now. Like right. it was more just like, oh, he's going to be such a good dad. Like it just, it was almost more of like a calming presence mm. of like, this feels really good. And he's going to be such a good dad. And I look forward to that, but not like, uh, I need this now. And like, yeah. Yeah. And almost, I think a almost better, gooder, healthier. Yeah. I (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It's so funny because when you lay out what your weekend was, that could also be the pitch for like a movie of things going catastrophically wrong. Oh my gosh. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I was real nervous for the wedding. Yeah. Bringing a new boyfriend to the wedding of your half sister whose dad is your bio dad that you just like, it just, there's so many things where like you take it into a writer's room and you just <laughs> would describe it and they'd be like, Ooh, that sounds like a disaster <laughs> waiting for it to happen. But it was yeah. just magical. It was the opposite. It was truly the opposite. It was so great. It was so, so, so great. And that we had such really a good time. Happy. I just had so much fun and everyone loved him and he liked everyone. And Yay. he let me have the window seat both times. Wow. That's even though I got one, even though I switched us one time, I was like, oh, this is the window seat yours this time. And he gave it to me anyway. That's really sweet. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, I didn't do anything interesting, so <laughs> I'm all good. Uh I just I just watched I just watched a movie. Wanna Tell hear me a movie? about it? Okay. I do. So Kim and I are playing this dumb game, and I think I may have accidentally just ended it. No. <laughs> I Well, so I asked our patrons what movie I should watch that begins with the word dead, because what we realized was I watched From Dusk Till Dawn, Kim watched Dawn of the Dead, and so we watched From Dusk Till Dawn of the Dead Birds. Dead Birds is the movie that I did. Dead birds. Okay. Yes. Wow. I got real confused there for yes. a second. I was like, wait, you watch from dusk till dawn of the dead? What's that? <laughs> how is that? How am I gonna... Dead no, birds? Dead birds. Yeah. So oh, no, that was I've already a... looked it up. Uh, I wasn't sure if this is what you're going to do, but I, I um, looked up some options and I, I got one in the in the holster. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Good, good, good. Um, so our, our patron, Michael Schiller, suggested this one. I just I just put into the into our Patreon, tell me movies that start with dead. And obviously our patrons did not oh. disappoint. Thank so you. 
Michael's a longtime Sammy. Yes, he is. So I watched Dead Birds, and I had never heard of this before. I don't know what this is. But it is star-studded. Star-studded. It is from 2004, and it was directed by Alex Turner. It was written by Simon Barrett. And it is starring Henry Thomas. Uh Uh-huh. Uh... Yep. Uh, Michael Shannon. Oh. Uh, uh, Mark Boone Jr., who's one of those actors that, like, you've seen in a lot of things. Sure. Um, and Isaiah Washington. Isaiah Washington. Yeah. Also, uh, an actress named Nikki Acox, who I had never seen before, but um, I'll talk about her performance when we get there. But I looked up who she was, and she passed away at 40-something from cancer. Yeah, so R.I.P. Nikki Acox. Um, I'll talk about her. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was just saying I'll talk about what I liked about her performance when we we get to it. That's all. Uh, it's written by Simon Barrett, you said? Correct. Is that um, someone we should know? He wrote your next. He did? Mm-hmm. And he's like in the the Thai West little... Interesting. I thought your next was written and directed by Ty West for some reason. But, oh, yeah. cool. Well, this is, this, is Simon, this is Simon Barrett. He wrote Dead Birds. I don't um, think your next was written or directed by Ty West. Ty West what is am I thinking in of? the movie. You're next. Right. Oh, he's in the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Meh. So I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about on any front. Um, I knew Ty West was involved in your next somehow. Um, and I gave him <laughs> three job titles that he didn't have. <laughs> well, two. He, he, he did do two. the one. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, okay, so dead or alive's um, HT Henry Thomas alive. Uh, MS Michael Shannon alive. Junior Mark Boone Junior alive. Uh, oh, and Patrick Fugit is in it as well. Who was the little kid in Almost Famous? Not little kid, but the. The young reporter in Almost Famous. The main character of Almost Famous. Not Billy Crudup in Almost Famous. I, not Before not you name Kate one more Hudson thing about Almost Famous, Almost I Famous. don't remember the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, you could just stop making not Almost Famous reference. <laughs> I don't remember um, it. Okay, well, uh, he's in it. Uh, dead or alive. alive. Okay, and Todd? Dead. And Annabelle? Alive. Okay. Here we go. Uh, Also, the actor Mark Boone Jr. It's so fascinating to me because I'm like, is your last name Jr.? Because you write out Jr. You don't say, it's not like you're Mark Boone, J.R. period. So I'm like, is your last name Jr.? Well, I guess you'll have to postmortem it. I will have to postmortem it because it's so interesting to me. Like, it's not like Robert Downey Jr. It's like Mark Boone, J-U-N-I-O-R. Here we go. We open on a title card that says Fairhope, Alabama, 1863. 
Fairhope, Alabama, 1863. Wow, where were we then? Not alive. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not in this Not in this iteration. Yeah. Um, And it's, you know, a little, um, you can see it, sort of a little Midwest cowboy town kind of situation in Alabama. And... Uh, we have some conf- what look to be Confederate soldiers uh, walking into town on their horses. And <laughs> the captain says, prepare to dismount, dismount. But I was like, I don't think you, I mean, you just said it so quick. Like, I don't even think <laughs> like I wasn't prepared. Prepare. I didn't have time to prepare. You could just, yeah. Um, so they dismount. They go into uh, the Commerce Bank. So it's the Bank of Fairhope, Alabama. And the uh, captain soldier is immediately super rude to the oldest bank teller in the world. <laughs> like in 1863, he was like back in my day in 1563. <laughs> <laughs> that was that's how old he is. He was so cute. And he was just like immediately rude to him, which there was no call for. Um, and he's like, go in the back and get the manager, he says to the old man. The soldier then, like, looks over at a woman at the other teller um, who's very pretty and, like, gives her, like, a ma'am, you know. Um, And uh, the manager comes out and the soldier is like, might you have a place where we can put this? And it's, like, old-timey bags of money, you know, Mm. burps, maps, full of of mint. full of money. Yeah. Mini. <laughs> it says mint on it as opposed to like a cool dollar sign like you see with the cartoon burglars but okay you get the gist um we then go back outside and we cut to some other dudes coming in on horseback uh but they don't appear to be in uniform and they appear to be some ruffians and we see henry thomas jr michael shannon isaiah washington all of our people. These are this is Ruffians. our gangs. Yes, and uh, the soldiers that are standing guard outside the bank are like, "Who the fuck are these assholes?" Because one, there seems to be some uh, like the war eighteen sixty three. So I think the Civil War was two years away from being over. So we were like in the midst of it, and so deserters were a thing. Um, And if you saw men not in uniform, it was kind of like, why aren't you fighting the good fight kind of thing? Except Mm -hmm. their fight was the bad fight. Um, But you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Why aren't you fighting the bad fight? Um, (laughs) So so, uh, they're wary of these dudes. Back in the bank, the manager is like checking the paperwork, basically. Basically, it was like from the general or some shit being like, hold my money. Um, and so the soldier has to sign for it and then they'll take it to the best safe in the South. Oh, it's the safest safe, safe. in the Safety, South. Safe, 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 which safe, is not safe. here. It needs to be go somewhere else. N- no, I think it's just like it's here, but it's oh, like it's here. OK, we this is why we need you to hold our stuff because you have the safest safe, you the safest safe. Yeah. And. So now we're outside again with Henry Thomas and he asks uh, or he's asked where they're from and who their lieutenant is. 
see, this is what I mean. Like, they're like, who's your lieutenant? Mm. And Henry Thomas is like, no lieutenant. And he's like, what you doing here? And Henry Thomas is like, biz at the bank. And they're like, well, you got to wait a few minutes because we're doing, we got our biz at the bank. You, you got to wait for your bank biz. And uh, Henry Thomas says, nope, can't wait. And his two guys come up behind the soldiers, slit their throats. Uh, Henry Thomas comes in, guns uh, blazoned, uh, and they come in after, uh, and they shoot up everybody in the bank. Uh oh. One of the dudes, I got a postmortem. This could the guns of 1863 explode someone's head, scanner style, or was there a secret scanner in the mix? Because this guy's <laughs> head exploded everywhere um also our oldest man in the world is shot and it was very sad he lived um he lived a year three yeah exactly he was like thank you i'm tired um and then so everybody's dead they've grabbed the money but then the girl that the soldier gave a little howdy do da to turns around and smiles and patrick fugit is like did you hit that teller, Annabelle? And she's like, I did. So she's part of the gang. <gasps> she's in on it. Yeah. Um, she's so, the inside lady. She's the inside lady. That's what they call her. They call me Miss Inside Lady. So they grab the loot and they run out. As they're running out, there's a shootout as they leave town, obviously. You know, so like they're on their horseback and pew, 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 pew. And they're being shot at. Excuse me, you mean... Oh, yeah. Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. Good times. Uh, That was one of the stranger ones you've done. Um, (laughs) uh, We also see that, like, it kind of goes to slow-mo for a second. And Henry Thomas, we see, like, accidentally shot a kid. And... It cuts to slow-mo, like, on his face so that we see, like, oh, this bad guy, like, is a bad guy, but, like, he's, like, not down with shooting kids, you know? Yeah. like, we have to, like, root for the bad guys in this. So they're like, he shot a kid, but he didn't like it. And we're like, okay, cool. Now we know where we stand. That's... Good. It was an accident. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good. Isn't it? Yes. Um, So now we cut to them riding through the southern woods. Um, And I said southern woods because I really love the Irish moss that grows on the trees of the south. Like, you can picture... We saw it a lot in New Orleans. Like, it looks very similar to, like, um, a New Orleans kind of woodsy area. It was just very pretty. And they, you know, they're obviously, they keep looking behind them, right? Because even though, like, they know that there's going to be other people from the army that are like, our friends were shot at a bank. Go find them. And you shoot them. You know, they're going to be after them. Ah, uh, right. Got it. Yeah. So Henry Thomas and, and Patrick Fugit, HT and PF, they are brothers. Uh, and they, they keep an eye behind them. They tell the other ones to go ahead of them. And he's uh, HT says we got we have a ways to the Hollister place, so like we really need to like keep moving because we have a ways to go, and I'm sure that they're going to be not far behind us. Yeah. 
We need to um, buy some surf gear at Hollister. R- exactly. Um, and it's going to be really dark, so everyone just... That joke didn't... It's really dark at Hollister. I don't know if anyone... Oh, I've never been to a Hollister. It's it's oppressively <laughs> dark in there. Like, I don't know how people shop. Like, it made me feel like I was like... It kind of felt like they were trying to ice me out as too old. Like, they almost wanted me to think, like, look, old lady, your eyes don't work. And I was like, they do, though. I think you just didn't turn any lights on, and you're trying to trick me. And they were like, nope, you're old. I don't know. That's shocking coming from you, Miss Hawkeyes. Hawkeyes, I know. That's how I knew I was being tricked. (laughs) Because I was like, you've messed with the wrong Hawkeye. (laughs) I know your lights are off. Um, (laughs) Your lights are off. (laughs) (laughs) So we then also see that... PF was shot like right here. Um, so not his heart. And he's sort of like, uh, it's so fine. like shoulder shoulder. Yeah. Like the meatiest part this of is your an audio podcast. Just, so you know, Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, apologies. I thought we've been on, <laughs> I thought we've been on the Peacock network this whole time. <laughs> uh, like the meaty part. Yeah. Like under his shoulder. And, Henry Thomas is like, oh, shit, you've been shot. And PF is like, it's fucking fine. Don't worry about it. It's not even a thing. It's all good. Oh, what a man. He's so manly. So cut to them being kind of uh, kind of lost. And they come upon an old man picking the pockets. Or it's, it's like three guys who are like bandits who are picking the pockets of some deserters that were put to death. So, like, basically, it looks like what they do is, like, you know, they shoot deserters and then they're put into some deserter dumpster or something. I don't know. Uh, uh, okay. And then these pickpockets are like, let's go get their loot. Something like that. Some deserter type situation. I'll look up. Jeez, I'll post more uh, to that as well. I'll post more to what the fuck were the Confederates. in the Civil War. Yeah. What were the Confederates doing to their deserters? So. Uh, they stop and they ask the old man, they're like, where is the Hollister place? And the old man is like, never heard of it. Now, in 1863, Alabama, if there is someone who has like a, enough money to have a plantation or like a giant building like that, people in the area are going to know where it is. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's already weird that the old man is like, never is says yeah. that he's never heard of it. And Henry Thomas also thinks it weird. He's like, are you sure about that? He's like, it should be just up past a creek. And the old man says, nope, no creeks around here. Not a, not a, no, not a creek. No creekies. Uh Then he says something racist about the fact that Henry, that Isaiah Washington is like part of the gang, basically. Mm -hmm. Because of this whole slave thing we're fighting for right now in this time period. Sure. Um, and uh, even though it turns out cowboys were uh, a lot of black people and, and Mexicans, Mexicans. Yeah, that's and it was at what? And it's I just think Hollywood we read the same, that. Uh, yeah. Hollywood that turned it white, basically. Yeah. And also there's a very common word that um, in Spanish means something like cowboy Come or something like that. And w- the white man couldn't pronounce it, so it turned mm. into buckaroo 
or something. And now that's why we're like buckaroo. But that's because we're dum-dums who can't say Spanish words. Yeah. Isn't There's that apparently some We must have read the same post or something. Well, I think I saw that post, but Dee had already talked about it before because there's like some oh. movie that was like, I'm never going to remember what it is. Uh, that, some... that that was fantastic. That was um, Idris Elba was in. Yeah. Yes. It, it's fantastic. It's uh, yes. how they fall or something like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I know exactly which one he's talking about, but it's all black cowboys and it's like, yeah, yeah it's really good whatever movie it is that we're talking about. Really <laughs> I'm glad that you said how they fall. Cause I was going to be like, all we know, all we all they know are <laughs> all we fall. Did you watch uh, it? Uh, stylistically it's fucking gorgeous. Like I loved it. I watched it twice, which I rarely I'll add do. it to my superhero list. Yeah. Whatever it's called, how they are, what how they do, they who they fall. Um, <laughs> so old man is keeping mum and being racist. So Henry Thomas ignores him. The old man is like, uh, you know, you really should not look for this place that doesn't exist. And Henry Thomas is like, whatever. We also learned that MS and junior are kind of wary of Henry Thomas Isaiah Washington and Patrick Fugit. And I realize it's because it seems like Henry and Isaiah are two peas in a pod. Mm-hmm. And then obviously Patrick is his brother. Brothers. So, mm-hmm. but they're, they're all in this bank heist together, but obviously junior and MS are wary of an alliance with the other ones kind of thing. Who's MS? Uh, Michael Shannon, young okay. Michael Shannon who is pretty hot and also really reminds me of Jeremy Gardner. Like oh, yeah. I think a we younger, talked about that before. Have we? Oh. Mm-hmm. Especially younger Michael Shannon. Not really who he is now. Um, but I was like, oh, my God, Jeremy Gardner totally looks like him. Um, so they do come upon the creek that the old man said doesn't exist. And they're like, crazy old man. And then they keep going and they come upon this old plantation house. Uh, But they are separated from it by a giant cornfield with no path through it. So they start to like walk their horses through the cornfield. And it's corny, you know, like you got to you prefer a path cornfield. Full of corn. Yeah. Um, So as they're walking through, they come upon a scarecrow that appears to not be made of straw, but made of man, made of body. Uh, Is it it an alive body? It is a literal dead man with a burps map on his head. Oh, no. Question one, what do you do? What do they do? Why am I going here? Well, so we haven't learned this yet, but I'll tell you. So we got to get to Mexico. Basically, if we can get across the border, all of the money we stole, we're free and clear. It's ours. Right. But 
it's, you know, it's like when we had to stop at seedy hotels on our road trip out to California. You got to stop sometimes. So he knew that this plantation was deserted. We don't know how he knows yet. We'll find out later. And like we can stop here. And oh, then the so next we were day going here because to- it's deserted. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Correct. But we well, didn't that's know that. not good. We didn't know that until we're going to find that out as we get there. We're going to walk through and have a conversation about how it's deserted. But right now you are looking at a burps map scarecrow. What are you doing? But they know that it's deserted. The, the mm-hmm. reason they're going there is because it's deserted. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, that's not good if it's deserted and then there's a dead man here. Correct. I think I need this house. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to sleep in these cornfields. I'm going to get on my horse and go to the next stop. Love it. And what do I they do? Get out of the U.S. map. Yeah. That's what they're called back then, actually. It's like all the maps are just like a circle and it says U.S. And then outside of the circle just says not U.S. Not U.S. <laughs> we're going to head uh, this way. Towards it's like the, the map of Mundy. US. What? This is a really nerdy one. It's like the map of Mundy, which is the oldest existing map that was made in the medieval times of what they believed the world looked like. And we went to see it when we went to the UK and it was very cool, but they mm. drew things like, I think that 5,000 miles away, there's people whose heads are in their stomachs. Let's draw a picture of it. <laughs> and they're like, and over here in the East part of this circle, that is the world is a unicorn. Oh, oh. you should look up map of Monday. I'll do it. I'll do it. Maybe it's map. It's true back then. Yeah. M a P P a. And then Monday M U N D I. It's fascinating. This is not the map of Monday. There's a burps map scarecrow. Burps map scarecrow. They, uh, <laughs> they don't. They keep going because they're tough guys and they got guns. Ew. Just, I know. Sorry. I'm so sorry, everyone. Thank you. That was Give such a the proper yucky double ding I deserve. Jeez. Uh, yeah, they... Um, they just say, oh, that's weird. Let's keep going. I no, mean, they seem no. to encounter a lot of dead humans in their life I'll in give general, you that. so it I'll might give be you less that. strange for them. I'll give you that. Yeah, their first. this is not their first encounter with a dead body. If they turned around every time they saw a dead body, they'd just be standing in place. I get it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so they keep going through the cornfield. And they're walking, they're walking. A monster jumps out at them. Pew! A monster? With a yes. gun? No, I'm sorry. I was, monster has no guns. I'm, oh, I, I'm shooting. We're shooting. So they shoot it. It falls to the ground. I'm going to try and describe this monster to you. They look at it, and they cannot identify it. So at first they say, I've never seen a mountain cat like that. Not a mountain cat. Uh, they skinned this boy alive. Not a boy, not skinned. It, but it does look very, it looks like human flesh, but kind of veiny and gooey. And mm. then it does kind of have the anatomy of like a quadruped creature of some kind. Um, but then its face is like the 
shape of a human face, but the teeth are like da- like pointy dagger needles, and there's no eyes, just sockets. It's eyes, no just sockets. So here's what I'm trying That's to say to you. That's pretty creepy. Yeah, and like none of their guesses were even close. They were all just like, what a weird looking bear. Like they didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Yeah. There's uh, no frame of reference, and honestly, neither do we. Right. So they're seeing this very strange, terrifying monster that jumped out of the cornfields at them, and they shot it just in time. What do you do? What do they do? I don't need this house. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't need to be eaten by this bear, f- human face, skin, demon, vain monster. <laughs> uh yeah, I can, I'm just going to go out of here. Okay. And the next stop do? of my route. This is silly. Mm-hmm. This next is just stop, silly. Mexico. This is silly. Them? I think they keep on keeping on. They're toughos. They are toughos. <laughs> <laughs> They're the toughest They're... windows you can buy. <laughs> toughos. <laughs> um... <laughs> They are... They are actually the creators of the company Tefos way back in the day, and it was based on themselves. On, on themselves. That's why they use that name. Yeah. There's a little known fact about Tefos, yeah. Yeah. We, we don't even need in, to post more than that. 1863. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It did. Yeah. This is a true... This is a documentary. About Tefos. <laughs> about yeah. the making that's of why the origin of Tefos. That's why the, the you know logo of a Tefo is this weird... Animal. Creature, creature, mm-hmm. creature, and it's yeah. also. I I'll say this now because you know we'll eventually get there. They were going to this abandoned plantation to replace all the windows with tuffos, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck episode? Uh, I think it was New Year, New You was tuffos. If you're oh, that makes sense the because is. they had really tuffo windows. <laughs> <laughs> Unbreakable windows. Anyway, (laughs) so they ignore this terrifying warning sign as well. And they say, well, sooner we get in that house, the better. To which I said, is it? (laughs) Is it better? Doesn't seem better. No. Um, So they come upon. So now they're here. Now they're at. They've made it through the cornfield. They're at the the abandoned plantation. And it is. Very obviously abandoned. And this is where we learn that Junior is kind of a dummo. He's a dummo tuffo. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Because he's like, it's deserted. And I just wrote, no shit. Like, it was just like such a weird thing to say because it's so obviously deserted. And ha- this is where Henry says, bring the gold inside. We head for Mexico in the morning. So, P.F., is then walking in and he steps on what appears to be like a dead bird. Yes. But it's almost like it's <laughs> inside out. Oh. Ew. Like it doesn't it I, I wrote defeathered, but like it looks like a, a full grown baby bird or an inside out bird, kind of. Mm-hmm. And he steps on it. What do you do? What does he do? I hate it so here. We have, so we have, we have Why? Scarecrow Man. We have 
unidentifiable monster, and now we have Inside Out Inside Bird. Out Bird. Yeah. There, uh, look, yeah. I know that horror movies weren't very popular back in 1863 as much mm-hmm. as they are now, so maybe these guys haven't watched as many as I have. Not as many. You know, not as many, clearly. Mm-hmm. I'm but sure they watched a few. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, oh, I, I just feel like they believed in omens back then, didn't they? Like, come I on. Mean, that was my thought, too. These guys are just too tough-o. Yeah. So, I, I, again, we leave for Mexico in the morning. Let's leave now. Okay. I and leave now. They? They leave for Mexico in the morning. Well, no, they hope to. They never get out of this fucking demon house. Yeah. So here's what we're learning about our friends here. They have really oversold their tuffo status and Mm -hmm. they love to do nothing. They love to have no reaction. Um, I don't know if you just (laughs) clocked it, but we're three questions in and the answer was literally was pretty simple nothing. each time. Nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no and 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 it's not even like I'm leaving out the part where they were like having an argument about it. Yeah, it was no, literally just, just keep like on keeping on. Yeah. So I to actually be fair, think, they see a lot they've seen a lot less horror movies, but a lot more real life death than me, probably. But but like still. I'll give you that for the scarecrow. Okay maybe maybe i'll give it to you for the monster dog where they are just like it's a mutant i don't know we killed it off we go but to have it then be in threes where now we're stepping mm-hmm. on an inside out bird like i'm with you that i'm like okay maybe you haven't then seen you start also being like why maybe that guy told us not to come here for a reason that's was my thing you like i was putting all the pieces together it's like how we build our tuffos you got to put the pieces together exactly and i also feel like wasn't this just like the mo of the olden times where you took a bunch of unrelated things and made it into science like that's basically <laughs> like what <laughs> All of their scientific theories were was just like the sun didn't come up today, so I think that probably means the Lord is angry. Like that's <laughs> like you know we saw a a man a man crow a monster and a dead bird. That means yeah, this place is bad. bad. You'd think that they'd be able to make that connection, but they don't. So Annabelle says literally says. Yeah, I yeah, let's, Annabelle was there. Yeah, she's here. And she I thought she'd be the smart one, but she says, Yeah, yeah, let's get that bullet out of you before it's infected. No, no. Let me see the bird. What bird? That's weird. You stepped on it. Nothing. Just yeah, yeah, let me get that bullet out. Which to be fair, it might to get infected. Fair. Right. Yeah. I mean, that seems like something you could get on board with. Yes. To be agreed. honest. Yeah. Normally, so they, you're harping on people all day long about getting their fucking bullet I holes fixed. I just feel like, yeah, I would have been a great old-timey. Oh, we've talked about this. I would have been a great old-timey doctor. Harpy. Harpy. Harpy? I'm a harpy? Harp, harping on people to get their wounds fixed. Oh. <laughs> yep. I don't know. Dr. Harpy. Harpy and herping <laughs> go together, actually. <laughs> 
Uh, okay. So they're lanterning around the house. Um, the lanterns are uh, gorgeous. Um, they see they see some evidence of someone having been there. But if I'm being honest, I'm not sure what they were referring to in that exact moment. Only because it's like, yeah, obviously someone was here, and now it's deserted. It's the end of a. It's like the end of a mm, war that we're mm-hmm. losing. Like lots of, you know what I mean? Like I just, I thought that was a weird, anyway. So Junior then lays out all the gold on the table and he picks up a coin and like bites one. And he's like, it's real. <laughs> and they're all like, yeah, Junior. And then HT is like, don't bite the gold, dude. <laughs> and, he, like, <laughs> <laughs> and Henry Thomas tells Michael Shannon to take Junior upstairs check for any secret people upstairs. Um, You know, I guess there could be other soldiers hiding out there probably is maybe what they're thinking. So Michael Shannon and junior go upstairs. Junior is kind of dumb as we're starting to learn. And Michael Shannon comments that the person who built this giant place must've been really rich. And Junior is like, we're going to be richer than them now. And Michael Shane is like, no, we're fucking not. He's like, I'm not. First of all, I'm not rich until that gold is in my pocket. Because right now it's like all together, but they're going to split it uh, in Mexico. Henry Thomas says, we'll split it when we get to Mexico. And he's like, and then he makes a comment about having to share with Isaiah Washington, mm-hmm. which is obnoxious. Mm-hmm. And they sort of float the idea like, We'd be a lot richer if we were just splitting it between two people. Dot, dot, dot. Nothing else. Uh-oh. Yeah. So Michael Shannon tells Junior to check a room, and he'll go check another room. Uh, downstairs, Henry Thomas goes into the parlor, and there's a piano and family photographs. It appears to have been a family of four that lived there. And Todd is trying to open a Harry Potter door under the stairs. Sure. And he's like, he's like, Henry Thomas, I can't open the door. So Henry comes over and tries to open it. And Todd is like, Todd is, is Isaiah, Todd? Todd is Isaiah Washington. Um, oh, man, I can't keep all these names. You, you gotta pick a there. name. Pick a name. Lane. Pick a name. I lane. like to keep you on your toes because you're going to get all these questions right. So you at least have to <laughs> try to keep <laughs> can't know who I'm talking about at any yeah. point in time. Yeah. Exactly. Who the um, fuck is Todd? Wait, did you say Todd? <laughs> Todd. Yeah. Todd. Todd the I cowboy. I don't know, Margo. Margo. <laughs> yeah, Todd the cowboy. What happened to the stereo? Todd. Todd. Oh no. No. What? Who? Well, something. Why had is to the hit carpet the all wet? <laughs> Why is the carpet all wet? Todd. Todd. I don't know, Margo. Margo. Anyway, anyway, if you like Christmas Vacation, <laughs> National Lampoon, that's what that's from. Yep. We really like it. We love that movie, guys. Um, okay. So that would be really funny to tell that movie as a horror movie from the perspective oh, of Margot and Todd. Gosh. Yes. <laughs> How do we make that happen? That would be fantastic. So trying to open the door. And what they notice is like the knob turns. But it doesn't open. So uh, now they're both trying to pull at it. Question four, it won't open. What do you do? What do they do? Uh, Maybe they fucking 
shoot it or something or like, you know, do some tougho way to open it. Uh huh. Okay. And uh, I, <laughs> I don't want to keep answering the same way. I'm sure we'll get to questions where I can't anymore. But like, yeah. I don't need to see in the door. I don't need to be here. I'll let you know when I need you to have a different answer than leave. So. So I want to leave. Yeah. Point for you. Um, in true to form, we're on question four. Oh, they did nothing. They did nothing. Henry Thomas literally says, let's come back to it. <laughs> <laughs> let's come back to it. Let's come back to this creepy okay. door. So Junior is in his room and he's lanterning around. And he hears, <laughs> it's more like a child than what I did. Mine sounded like a poltergeist leprechaun. Um, this is more like a child giggling, but scary nonetheless. And uh, he pulls out his gun. So he's got a gun and a lantern. And he goes to point it under the bed. Michael Shannon. Uh, is under the bed? No, he comes up behind him and scares him. Oh, okay. And Junior's like, what'd you do that for? And then Michael Shannon says something that I don't understand. He says, I like to breeze through the trees. I was like, what? Maybe he's saying like, a breeze is quiet through the trees. But I also feel like it's not. You hear it rustling the leaves. So I don't know what he was saying. But he likes to breeze through the trees. (laughs) I'm going to have you post more than that. Great. Um, so Michael Shannon is like, uh, he's like, I didn't find anything, just some clothes in what appears to have been a guest room. And they comment that like the bed is still made, which, okay. Um, and they say, let's check the barn out back. So now we cut to Annabelle pulling the bullet out of. Patrick Fugit's shoulder, PF's shoulder. And he takes a big swig of liquor from the bottle after she pulls it out and she's like, here you go. She doesn't hand it to him. She, yeah, it's say, like, she, just, she just says, <laughs> got it. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to keep it for a memory box? Yeah. <laughs> he takes a big swig. She then takes a big swig. And like before he can say anything, she like dumps a bunch on his wound. And he's like, what'd mm-hmm. you do that for? disinfect it you're not a doctor so i just wanted to let you know why she did that thank you always yeah. harping on it this <laughs> medical harpy yeah medical harpy with my with my colleague colleagues <laughs> somebody in our chat forgive me i can't remember who it is but in our sammy stay alive maybe facebook group and we have like a general chat thing and somebody refuted they were like, nurses are not bears. They are cats. <laughs> <laughs> like they, people had opinions on what animals <laughs> had what profession. And somebody else posted, did you ever read those Richard Scary books? Busy Town? Richard Scary's Busy Town? I don't think so. No? Okay. Well, somebody else pointed out that like, it's Richard Scary's Busy, Busy Town if it was a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which also is a great idea. Copyright, copyright. So then their hands touch meaningfully over his chest wound. Annabelle and PF's hands. Seemed a little bit more meaningful on PF's side, if I'm being honest. He seemed to have a lot of meaning in his hands. 
And okay. I feel like Annabelle just had a doctor's amount of meaning in her hands. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you get what I'm putting down. Uh, so now uh, HT and Todd go out back as well. And they go into not a barn, another freestanding building. And Todd has to like point out to Henry Thomas, like, these are the slave quarters, dummy. Because Henry Thomas is like, what possibly could have been here? Mm. And Todd's like, the fucking slave quarters, asshole. They're looking around and they find a book. They find lots of things. Like, it definitely looks, you know, there's some dolls, there's some tools, there's some hearts, there's some chairs and, th- you know, lots of things. Mm-hmm. But one of the main things in there is this old book with writing that is in a different language and like some blood words in it and things. Blood words? Words written in blood? Looks like it, maybe, or blood splatter. Like just it doesn't like look the like an inviting cabin book. in the woods. One hundred. Like, any one of these things could be the thing. One hundred. Yes. That is exactly what it is. So Henry Thomas doesn't know what it is. Todd is like, oh, that's a spell book for raising the dead. Todd knows what's up. Todd knows. He was like, that's a spell book. Those are spells. They're to raise the dead. Todd's a witch. What's everyone else's cowboy name? Uh, PF is Sam. Mm-hmm. Henry Thomas is. Couldn't fucking tell you. Uh, Michael Shannon is Clyde. That sounds that sounds, sounds more right. Like it. Uh, Junior is. Couldn't fucking tell you. Don't know. Those are the only ones I remember. Let's look it up. Oh, William. Henry Thomas is William. Oh, right. that makes Ju- that tracks. Yeah. Junior is Joseph. Mm. So we have William, Sam, Annabelle, Clyde, and Joseph, and Todd. And Todd. And Todd. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like Annabelle, super old timey. Old time. Yeah. Name. Joseph, William, Clyde, all of them. 1800s names. Yeah. And then we have like, I don't know, maybe Todd was a big name in 1863. What do I know? May as well be like Tristan or something. Traxton. (laughs) 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 So, I mean, Todd had to have originated somewhere. Maybe Todd is an old timey name. Maybe it's short for like Toddifer or something. Todrick. Todrick Hall is an actual person. Um, what am I saying? All right. Raising the Dead. We have a book about raising the dead. Todd knows all about uh, it. Uh. Cut to Michael Shannon and Junior flashlighting around the barn. They start talking about, oh, this is where they start talking about how they'd be so much richer if they split it two ways. And uh, Todd and Henry Thomas come in right at the tail end of that conversation and so Michael Shannon and Jr. are like, what? We weren't talking about d- killing you guys and splitting it. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, they comment that there's a storm coming. So now we have an issue, Kim. You were asking, like, I know I can't just give the same answer again. There is a level of storm that would require shelter, and we may be moving in that direction. So you'll have to contend with that if the storm hits that's all i'll say for now okay todd is like 
you know, that actually might be good for us to cover some of our tracks. And Michael Shannon is a fucking asshole. And he's like, I didn't ask your opinion, boy. And Todd stands up for himself and he says, no boys here, speculator. And I was like, ooh, snap. Um, speculator. You know what a speculator is. Yeah, yeah I don't. Uh, someone who speculates on the value of slaves. Oh. Yeah. So they're just having a little, you know, back and forth about um, whose dick is bigger. And I assure you it's Todd's. Um <laughs> So Henry Thomas tells them to stop fighting. Oh, we also learn that Michael Shannon might have been some kind of like cowardly person. Lion. Cowardly lion. Yes. Because uh, Todd says, no pine trees here for you to hide behind. So clearly he may have done something dishonorable when he was serving um, that led to people dying. Mm. So... They also make a comment that, like, there's no ladder up to the loft. So you know how, like, in a barn, there might be a close... There's always a loft where it's, like, you would put your hay and all that kind of stuff. And you got to go up a ladder and throw the hay down, whatever. Right. It's, it could either be, like, a half loft where it's, like, you can look up and you can see it. Or it's a closed loft where you would have to go up and you'd throw the hay out a window. So this is a mm-hmm. half loft where once you're inside... You can, it, it only goes halfway. But they comment, there's no ladder to get up there. That's weird. So, Storm comes in, and <clears throat> Junior uh, is like, says something kind of cute, where he's like, we got to get inside. This place going to turn me into a little girl. Like, commenting that, like, a scary <laughs> thunderstorm in, yeah. like, a creepy place. Um, and I was like, that's rude to little girls. I bet they're all very brave. Um Cut to Michael Shannon. What are they doing? Oh, so Michael Shannon, Patrick Fugit, and Junior are all playing poker. Not sure if Todd is playing, but he's down there, sitting down there. And Henry Thomas asks Annabelle if she wants to go upstairs and lie down for a while. Uh Uh-oh. And she says, why, yes, I do, William. Uh Uh-oh. Patrick Fugit looks very sad and jealous and sad. So they go upstairs and they bone. Wow. And uh, I've never really viewed Henry Thomas as a sexual person. Um, And I don't think I do still. And I think I still don't. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it was fine. Um, (laughs) Glad to hear that. Just wanted you to know where I did nothing for you. It's not even, that's not even, I just, you know what? There's just some people where you're just like, I just don't look at you sexually. I'm sure other people do. I just don't see you in that way. I find it weird when I I see see many people in a sexual way. (laughs) Yeah. Um, more people in a not sexual way than, than, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, downstairs, they're just like listening to the bone patrol. Like they, Uh-oh. it is on stereo. It can't be good for Patrick. He's bummed. Yeah. Um, I guess it's hard to see little Elliot from E.T. in a sexual is. way. It ever. is. It's it just hard. Is. It is. It's really hard. His brother, um, though. His brother I see in a sexual way uh. often. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, 
So they also mind you. The gold is in the middle of the room downstairs. Like these are the kind of guys that are never going to let the gold be out of anyone's but, sight. Yeah. So you can pretty much assume that they're always kind of looking at the gold and each other in a suspicious way. Mm-hmm. Todd then either folds or wasn't playing at all. He goes into another room to just kind of like be alone. And he's in the other room and he sees a trail of bloody footprints that are human going out of the room. He follows them. They then go from human feet to bestial Uh feet. (laughs) He had taken his hat off you know, to relax. Well, he put his hat back on for this one. I am unrelaxed. Yeah. Question Uh-oh. five. What do you do? What does Todd no, do? Oh, not be here. I'm going to go tell the others. I at least need a team on this. Okay. And what does he do? Does he do nothing? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> He just puts his, I should have said, I should have, shouldn't have given you a point because I, but I, cause I he told you he puts his hat on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Todd does nothing. Cut to Henry Thomas and Annabelle post coitus. And Annabelle is kind of falling asleep as she's talking. And she says, do you remember the hospital? where we first met. She -hmm. says the first time we talked after you woke up. um, And she says it was you, me and Jeffy Hollister. Now, if you remember, this is the Hollister. And he told us about this place. So this is how we're learning. Jeffy Hollister was someone that they both met in the hospital where she was a nurse And Jeffy Hollister told them about the Hollister plantation. What exactly he said, we don't know. Um, But she asks, did he ever say anything about the folks that he inherited it from? And Henry Thomas says, yeah, it was some great uncle or something. And she says, had he ever been out here before? And Henry Thomas says, I don't think he had, but he carried around all those maps. I don't know what that means, but he had maps to the place. He knew it was his, but he didn't know if he'd actually ever been there. So uh, then she comments, it was awful watching him go. He called me Belle. Um, And then she like is kind of really falling asleep. And she's like, I wanted you the first time I saw you. And then we see that she falls asleep. Henry Thomas is still looking straight ahead. So doesn't see that she's falling asleep. And he says, Annabelle. I think I killed a kid in town today. But she doesn't respond because she's asleep. Mm-hmm. So he still has to continue living with his horrible secret. Back to the poker game. And they're just, you know, being real manly, talking talking a bunch of smack um, about poker. Sure. Being My dick is the biggest. Tough-os. Yeah, poker toughos. And then Junior is out. So he says, I got to go put the horses in the barn. So, but the three of them are always looking at the gold, all suspicious like. 
So now we cut to Junior talking real sweet to the horses as he leads them into the Mm. barn. And he then, you know, so he tacks them up. And then he's like, I, you know, I'll get you fed and watered. So he takes a bucket and he goes out to a well. And he goes to lower the bucket down when he hears, please, mister, help me. Get me out of here. <laughs> oh, no. Question six. What do you do? What does he do? No. Uh, I'm going to go tell the others that there's a ghost child in the in the well. Okay. And then maybe that'll spur them to say, you know what? I saw some bloody man to beast footprints. Yeah. And then somebody else will say, don't you think it was weird that we saw a man crow, a monster and yeah. a dead bird all in one? Yeah. I like that for you. Okay. What uh, does he do? He does nothing. Point for you. Okay. <laughs> he lowers the bucket down and he says, I'll, you know, I'll pull you up. Um, tells him to grab the bucket, but it's like really fucking heavy. And Junior's like, What is this child that doesn't weigh child? <laughs> Like it weighs more ch- than child, Uh-oh, and so he's beast. He's pulling. He's pulling. Cold dead hand grabs his arm and pulls him into the well. Oh well, you shouldn't have done that, Junior. Shouldn't have done it, Junior. Um, back to everybody in the house. These guys got to watch more horror movies. They really do. <laughs> they really do. Uh, Todd asks Patrick Fugit how he's doing and he looks bad to the bone he looks clammy gray unwell Uh oh that whole don't get an infection situation might have not worked we might that ship might have sailed yeah (laughs) uh and we're off on the ss infection it looks like Um, (laughs) we gotta take the train we got to take the train to the to the boat first, which was the choo choo <laughs> that you yes. heard. But once we get there, we then yeah. get. Oh, there you go. <laughs> good. That was so good. Why are you so good at that? But then also horrible at it because I still can't believe that your gunshot was. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a gunshot. <laughs> That's the, how the story is in that my head that wasn't a gunshot. In my head, that's where it lived. That was a zombie attack. It was a zombie attack? That you Why did it was you... a gunshot. That's not how I remember it. That's not how I remember it. Wow. I can't believe that you're going to remember this for all time as me being bad at Foley, uh-huh. which is insulting. Yeah. Because well, it's the one gonna... skill I slightly have. <laughs> you're good at most of it, just not gunshots. How dare you? you know? <laughs> so he looks bad. The, he's on the SS infection. And uh, he tells Todd, he's like, my wound is itching. And Todd's like, that means it's healing, which is true. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but he still doesn't look great. So PF asks, uh, how long Junior's been gone? Like, all of a sudden, they're kind of like, what happened to Junior taking the horses Mm -hmm. out back cut to henry thomas in bed and he's just kind of laying looking up at the ceiling or 
his eyes are closed and then he opens them and he turns to one side and we see that he's back in a soldier's hospital. So he's got a wound on his arm. There's a guy next to him with a fucked up face. Like his whole head is a bandage. Mm -hmm. And Annabelle is caring for him. And then we see that there's a guy on the other side of him and it's Jeffy Hollister. And Jeffy says, when Annabelle leaves, I think she's the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. Soon as I heal up, we're going to get married. And then he coughs forever. Also, if he thinks he's going to marry Annabelle, he probably didn't like her meaningful hand touches while she was caring for Henry Thomas. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) It doesn't look like... doesn't look sound like he got the consent of Annabelle for this future marriage. It he does was just not. like I'm into her. We're getting married. Correct. End of story. Correct. That's 18, how. 63. Yeah, yeah. So Henry Thomas then looks over to the other side to look at the faceless man, and we hear Jeffy whisper, "Bastard." And then real quiet. He's being strangled uh, by Jeffy. Uh, and then he wakes up. Who? Me? Henry I'm being strangled by Jeffy? Yeah. So it was all a dream. Okay. So in the dream, Jeffy starts. Oh, because Jeffy's mad at him for fucking Annabelle. Correct. Yeah. So now we hear a knock on the door. And Michael Shannon says, yo, Junior's missing. And Henry Thomas says, Is that what he said? Right down. Verbatim. Yo. Junior's missing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Henry Thomas is like, I'll be right down. Got to put my pants on. So cut to them looking for him. (laughs) But also what he said. Yeah. (laughs) I got to, I got to clean my dick off. (laughs) That's what he said. (laughs) That was vulgar. That was vulgar. Honestly, I expect more of me. No, I don't. (laughs) Cut to them looking for him out, you know, looking out back. It's dark. It's raining. Is it raining yet? I don't know if it's raining yet, but it's dark. (laughs) I don't know. You tell me. (laughs) I don't think it's raining yet. Maybe it is. I don't know. The elements are going to have their way with us. It might be raining. It might not be. (laughs) Okay. So Patrick Fugit is in the cornfield with a lantern and he hears a voice over his shoulder that says over here, over here. But like, kind of like that. Like, is that a bird? Is that a person? Is that a man? Is that a child? Is that what is it? Uh, cut to them, cut to them now all together. Okay. PF comes walking up and he's like, yo, I thought I heard somebody, but I couldn't find anybody in the field. And I must've gotten turned around. I feel like I got lost. So question seven, Junior's still lost. They haven't found him. What do you do? What do they do? I don't think any of us need to find Junior. Okay. You so, as well. I think they, yeah, are just like, well, he'll come back when he comes back. Okay. <clears throat> um, I... I think they go back to doing what they do best, which is do nothing. Okay. What do you do? Um, am I allowed to leave? Yeah, because I, I don't think it's raining yet. 
I'd like to leave. Please? You got it. Get on out of here, little doggy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Henry Thomas says he'll either come back or he won't. That's that's it. Michael Shannon goes to take a shit. Mm -hmm. You gotta go, you gotta go. When you gotta go, you gotta go. So, cut to Henry Thomas, uh, Patrick Fugit, and Todd inside. And Michael Shannon's taking a shit in the outhouse. Henry Thomas is like, one of us, meaning one of the three of us, needs to be with the gold at all times. Yeah. He then throws a knife at the wall because he's a man. Cut to Michael Shannon taking a shit. (laughs) And (laughs) he goes into the outhouse and he's sitting on the turlet. And then he hears scratching at the outside of the door. And then rattling. And he's like, Occupado. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That's what he says. It's occupied. Verbatim. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Um, So now it's like really, really, really rattling. And so he pulls his pants up real quick, which I appreciated. And he opens the door, gun drawn, nothing there. As he looks out, he kind of sees, I couldn't really tell. It looked like the corn stalks, the Dan Stevens were moving. <laughs> Big stuff. <of> corn. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that was too deep. That was too oh, much of a joke. Simon Barrett also wrote The Guest. Um, Speaking of corn, he loves stocks. corn stalks. Stocks he corn. loves. He's a big fan. And he writes yeah. a lot of movies for them. Yeah, um, we see that they're kind of moving, and then lightning strikes. But like to me, it just looked like wind. But hold that thought. Lightning strikes, but to me, it just looked like wind. Yeah, uh, like it's a lo- the storm is coming. The corn is illuminated by a lightning strike, and we can see that the corn appears to be moving, but, like, I couldn't see super clearly. So now we cut to Annabelle getting dressed. And, oh, this is where I comment about her acting. She is really fascinating to watch and very relaxing to watch. She's she's a very slow and deliberate mover, and Mm -hmm. people that move that way always fascinate me as I use my hand to talk like people that just like don't have any extraneous movements Mm -hmm. really fascinate me to watch and she's just very like not soft-spoken in a in a meek way but just like a quiet energy that I Mm. think just is very soothing to me because I don't have that and I have a (laughs) And I use a lot and I have a lot of useless movements throughout my day. <laughs> anyway, she's dead now. And that made me sad. Hmm. So Annabelle. yeah. So then she stops because she hears something and we hear a little boy whisper. Anna. So she grabs a lantern and she looks under the bed and there's a little boy huddled up under the bed. And then he turns to her and he's a demon. And he's kind of got a similar demon face to the monster that they shot. Just kind of like, where are your eyes at? Why are your teeth so pointy? 
I just realized I was like, oh, I have a vision of what this looks like, but in a way that doesn't scare me. And I think that it's where the wild things are is what I'm envisioning when you say it. <laughs> but no, that's exactly what scarier. it is. Yeah, it's 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 it where the wild things are. It just popped into my head that that was that was what the image which was where the wild getting. things are monster are you referring to? Isn't there like one where it's the little boy's face? I guess it's his little costume. Oh, Max. I guess so. Isn't he wearing like a little costume? Yeah, it's he's just, like, wearing a human a little face costume. and then like an animal breast. Yeah, of him. but he's it's like a onesie. He's wearing but like a that. onesie. But if he was on all fours. Sure. Maybe he's it was, mixed with other things. It was significantly Maybe less I'm cute than what you're thinking picturing. of like something from like an old timey book. Well, this is fascinating, and I would like you to get to the bottom of this. Because <laughs> the fact or that you're picturing what you're describing. Who knows? Yeah, it who could knows? go anyway. So little demon boy. Demon boy baby under the bed. Yep. Demon baby boy bed. <laughs> yes. So Michael Shannon, Patrick Fugit, and Todd hear her scream. Probably Henry Tom- Yeah, Henry Thomas, too. They tell Todd to stay with the gold. And she... T- Actually, no. I don't think Michael Shannon was there. I think it was Henry Thomas, Patrick Fugit, and Todd. They tell Todd to stay with there the gold. Michael Shannon's out with the pooper. He's at the pooper. Yeah. So Henry and Patrick go upstairs. And she's freaking out. And she's like... He ran. There was a little boy under the bed. He ran out of here, and they're like, "What did he look like?" And she's like, "I don't know. He was young and small. He was a boy." And I was like, "And had a demon face." Like I was like, "That's that's the defining characteristic that you need to yeah to, to reiterate to people." Like it was a little demon boy face, not just a little boy. So Patrick says, uh, "They're the only ones on this floor." And they're like, if he had run downstairs, we would have passed him. And they're like, are there any windows to jump out of? And they're like, no, there's, these are toughos that we just installed. And, <laughs> <laughs> and Henry tries telling her it's a dream. She gets super pissed, like being like, don't fucking tell me I was dreaming. And at that moment, Patrick collapses. Uh-oh. She tells him to go lay down. She, like, lays him down in the bed, and she's, like, get some rest. And then when Henry Thomas leaves the room, Patrick is like, I believe you about the boy. I didn't think it was a dream. <laughs> and I was like, you shoot your shot, buddy. Patrick, <laughs> it's going to be the last one. on the ship out of here. <laughs> yeah. <Aww. laughs> He's like, what is that foghorn? <laughs> so, got to Todd sitting with the gold. And he starts hearing whispers from behind the door he can't open. Cut to, we'll get to that later. Cut to uh, Annabelle and Henry arguing because he said it was a dream and didn't believe her. And then she tells him that Patrick's wound is infected and soon he's not going to be able to ride. Like, we got to get Because he's dead. Right, Yeah. He's a dead man. He's a dead man. So, and then she says, there's something wrong with this place. Thank you, Annabelle. Thank you. Question eight, what do you do? What do they do? I mean, first I'm going to start by gathering all together and all sharing our stories. Let's share our notes, everybody. I know that these people have not seen a horror movie for no other reason than that they have been occupado with the Uh, Civil War. Occupado with the Civil War. 
that is the only reason. Yeah. Obviously. I agree. But <laughs> they <laughs> um, should know that they need to compare notes. Because we'd also learn so much here. more. Yeah. I mean, even just like the three outside and just one inside for each of them. Could, Honestly. Yeah. Could be enough. But then we start piling them up. That's yeah, like that's a no, lot. No lot one of them. On. No one of them knows how long the list of creepy things is. Exactly. So first I'm going to start with comparing notes. Okay. And then also Patrick can't ride. So we just got to go. This is it. This is our moment. He's going to die. He's on the SS infection. Yep. Yeah. And this house is Creep Town. Creep Town. What do you do? I mean, what do they do? So she said something's wrong. Mm hmm. So it's just her and Henry right now. Okay. I think that he's just like, you're just a lady and you get hysterical easy. We just need to make it through the night and we're out in the morning to Mexico. Correct. She says we should leave. He says they can't because of the storm, which hasn't hit yet. It, I mean, it's, I guess it's, it's literally about to, I guess, sure. Um, and also Junior might be out there. And I'm like, weren't you the one who fucking said he'll, he'll be here or he won't? Like, <laughs> and now all of a sudden you want to fucking wait for him? So Michael Shannon then comes up and says from the shitter, and he just looks a little... He looks a little sharked and narked, like a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he says he thought he saw Junior in the corn. I thought I saw a head and shoulders, but then it disappeared. That's why I was saying, like, I thought I just saw corn stalks moving, but Michael Shannon is saying he saw a head and shoulders, oh, okay. which I did not see. But then it disappeared regardless. So now we cut to Patrick laying in bed, looking so, so, so very damp and gray. Oh, he no. so damp and gray. And he sees something. We see that he's zeroed in on something. We don't know what it is. And he just starts saying, our father, who art in heaven. Uh-oh. Demon. 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 We then see what he's looking at. He's looking at the little demon boy with a normal non-demon face, but clearly a ghost. If, I mean, listen, again, I know they haven't seen horror movies, but this boy may as well have been wearing a sandwich board sign that said, <laughs> I am a ghost. He was so ghosty. Um, and he says, my parents used to lie in this bed. This is where my mother was when the consumption took her. And then the little boy turns into a, a man who appears to be, the Hollister dad, the guy who owned the plantation, and he says, I had to do it. I put the children where they'll never be found by anyone. (gasps) I tried to bring my wife back, but they tricked me. They changed my children into demons. Who are you? Where's my wife? Where is she? Where is she? And he, like, starts screaming. So now now we have ghosts yelling at us. Wow. So mom died of the consumption. Dad tried to bring her back but accidentally turned the kids into demons what he says is 
I tried to bring my wife back, but they tricked me. They changed uh, my children into demons, but we don't know who they is okay. yet. Yeah. So now we're back with Michael Shannon and Henry and Todd. And Michael Shannon and Henry are squaring off now because Michael Shannon wants to divide the gold up now. And Henry Thomas is like, no. And he wins the alpha male fight somehow because Michael Shannon backs down. I don't know. And Michael Shannon says, all right, I'm going to go get some rest. So cut to him upstairs in a bedroom. He sits on a bed and he sits on a goddamn doll, Kim, which... The requirement of dolls in this time period was to be creepy. Creepy, yeah. But then on top yeah. of it, the mouth and eyes are sewn shut. Again, compare notes. notes. Compare your notes. And he just puts it down away. Um, I guess it was just a normal looking doll to him. God, it w- that. Uh, sure, yes. You, you know what? They're all creepy. I get it. But like... The eyes and the eyes and mouth sewn shut. Come on, that's a bridge too far, even for creepy dolls. No, I don't know. Michael Shannon's with you. He's like, I don't I know what the kids are playing in with these days. So yeah, it's hard for me to say. Yeah. So cut to us. Cut to us. What are we doing? <laughs> Where that? I don't want to be there. Uh, me neither. I don't, don't want to be in this house. Uh, uh, Get me out cut, of here. Yeah. Cut cut to... Okay, the three of us guarding and sleeping next to the gold. So it's Henry Thomas Todd and Annabelle. Yeah. Henry Thomas Todd and Annabelle. Yeah. Todd then wakes up to hear a woman speaking. Oh, Todd. No one there. Hears it again. So he picks up a lantern. And he's lanterning around. No, Todd. Tell no, your Todd. friends, Todd. Tell your friends. And he keeps walking. He looks out into now the torrential downpour. So, Kim, it's torrential now. We have a whole other bag of worms. I've left so many times. You've left so many times, but now we have a really bad storm. And so he's looking out the window at the torrential downpour. Demon face! And we see that it appears to be Patrick's face as a demon face outside the window. But it's just like a quick flash. Oh, yeah. Interesting. So he goes out onto the porch and starts calling for him. Patrick? Uh, Todd. Todd. Yeah. Todd. I thought I was Todd. You are Todd. You look out the window and you see Patrick Fugit's demon face outside the window. So you go I'm out onto the porch. For Patrick. Patrick. Yeah. That's what. And- okay. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Oh, I don't know where I messed it up, but that's what's happening. But then I, I know what we did. <laughs> I know what we did. Good. Okay. I, I see it. Okay. Todd is calling for Patrick. Yeah. Got it. So uh, no, 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 no Patrick, demon or not. He does not come when he is called. So uh, Toddifer goes back inside and we see... That the door we couldn't open is a jar. <gasps> is a jar! I Question nine. No. What do you do? What does he do? Cry forever. <laughs> until I get turned into a demon. <laughs> or maybe the ghost will take pity. Maybe if you, maybe if 
We should try that. We should just start just crying. Just be sad. Just be sad at the at the demons and ghosts. Because yeah. it's so hard to get out of ghost times. Yeah. You know? Like, you know how a good way to get out of human attacks is to just be like crazier than they are? Yeah. So what's, how do I be we ghostier, ghostier than, them. than they are? Mm, now that's a fun strategy. I'll have to figure that out. Yeah. So I'm, again, going to wake up my friends. Okay. I'm going to. And say, uh, hey, guys, listen to these two things I just encountered back to back. So many things I've encountered. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, like, I need us all to be together. I don't like us being separated. We need to all hold each other's dicks like we're Let's in the thing. hold each other's dicks to save humanity. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we want to make sure Patrick's alive still. That'd be great to know. Mm-hmm. And then all huddle together by the gold <sighs> and figure out how to beat demons until daylight. I don't know. Great. Okay. What does he do? Toddifer. Todd. Maybe he looks in that little door hole? He goes in. He goes, goes in the door. In. By himself, mind you. Poor choice. No notes shared. By himself. This is a group project, and we have one person These taking guys. over. Everyone's taking over their own project. It's like, guys, this is a group project. It's, it's a, a group, group grade. project. You need to discuss it. Yeah. Part, part of the rubric for grading is how well did you work together? And right now you guys have an F. That's all I'm saying. So cut to Michael Shannon in his room with his scary doll. And he wakes up because he hears... Someone crying in the corner. Mm. And it appears to be a young girl. This is when I use my crying tactic. I'm more yeah. crying than you I'm are. I'm crying more. <laughs> you can't cry more than me. Now, I'm not going to ask you what do you do. I'm going to ask you a very specific question. You get to ask the ghost a question. Uh, I, guess, I guess you haven't seen a horror movie, so you don't know for sure that it's a ghost, but it looks pretty ghosty. What do you ask the mysterious crying girl in the corner. And what does he ask the mysterious crying girl in the corner? <laughs> How do I get out of here alive? Um, I'm going to ask. I think he asks. I think he asks. Here's all my thoughts. Okay. How did you get in here? Who the fuck are you? Uh, want to suck my dick. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to ask. Uh, oh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? Uh, I'm going to ask, who are you, ma'am? To come in here like, like that. that. <laughs> <laughs> Theater jokes. <laughs> and he's going to ask, mm, what are you doing in here? That's one and a half points. Listen, it's not even that he asks bad questions. I just okay. heard the questions and went, these aren't the questions I would immediately think to ask. And they seem 
like to not be the information that you need in this mm. exact moment. So he does say, how did you get in here? Which is one of the things you said. So I'm like, okay, I guess that's not to me. I'm like, that doesn't matter to me. But anyway, then he says, Hey, listen, kid, you need to tell me if there's someone else in this house. And I'm like, well, but she's in that. like, let's deal with her first. Let's, why are we like, let's deal with mm-hmm. why, she, who she is before we ask, is there someone else here? Like, I just feel like he's putting the cart before the horse. And then he says, did something happen here? And she's like huddled, you know, in the corner with her face away from him. And then jump scare. (laughs) I wrote jump scare instead of demon face. (laughs) But she gets a demon face and it's a jump scare. I did. He jumped. Yeah. So he stumbles back. I just feel like we could have. Well, I guess she wasn't going to answer, but regardless. So cut to Todd in the secret Harry Potter room. And it appears to be. A, tor- a torture room. Ooh. And there's a bunch of torture tools around, things like that. But then there's also this, like, these, like, four posts in the ground that are, like, really low. And there appears to be, like, almost like the outline of a body in the dirt as if someone was tied on the ground, like, uh-huh. to each of these four posts. And he's like looking at different tools and then he picks something up and it's a human jaw. Uh, (laughs) So sorry, I threw the pen at you. Human jaw? It's a human jaw, not attached to the rest of the human, just the jaw. And what happened? Oh, do tell. What happened? I think that they were torturing the enslaved people and the enslaved people are the ones who had the book with how to bring back a dead body or whatever. Mm-hmm. So Papa Hollister was like, bring back my wife. And instead they were like, we turned your kids into demons. See Fucker. what would have happened if they had compared notes. You had Sweet. all of the information right. from everybody. And you solved a very important mystery. That's exactly <laughs> what the fuck happened. Look what happens when you... Participate in a group project and share Yes, your notes. and you share your notes like you're supposed to. Well, I've always been a very good student. So. You have always been a very good student. So, Although I did hate group projects. Because nobody ever did it as perfectly as you did. Yeah. We see now he kind of like turns away and then turns back. And there's now an enslaved woman tied to the four posts. Mm-hmm. And he says, how did you get in here? And she's very upset and distraught, obviously. And she's like, I won't tell no one about the others. I didn't see nothing. But she's looking at Todd, but clearly not talking to someone else. Mm-hmm. And he starts to cut her free. And put a pin in this. He says, they tied you with rawhide. That's all he says. Put a pin in that. Um, so he starts trying to cut it and then she's like, he's here and he turns around and there's no one there, but she's freaking the fuck out, like screaming that someone's here. Um, so he's like lanterning around. He looks back and her stomach is cutting itself open Ah! and her insides are being pulled out. 
Uh, oh, God. But by nothing. So it's not good. He... Wow, this is obviously so many notes to share. So many notes to share. So many notes to share. So now we cut to Michael Shannon looking out the window of his creepy doll bedroom. And he appears to have told no one about the ghost girl in the corner again. And he sees Junior outside just kind of like he almost looks like he's a zombie. Like he's kind of waddling with his head down. Bad mm-hmm. posture. We can put that on the list of things that Michael Shannon doesn't tell anybody about Great. in the moment. Jun- were we looking for Junior? We were looking for Junior, for sure. And he appears to be right outside our window. Um, and the girl that we previously saw in the corner has disappeared. But I don't feel that it's something we need to share with the group, well, says Michael Shannon. If he comes back, he comes back. Yeah. And if he doesn't, more gold for me. <laughs> yeah. So cut to Henry Thomas and Belle asleep in chairs next to the gold, right? Nobody's going to sleep. They're not going to sleep in the bedroom tonight. Henry Thomas and Belle and Todd are all going to where one of us has to be near the gold. Henry Thomas then wakes up with a start to see Patrick standing over him. So, like, he's wheelbarrow ladied. Like, he looks, (laughs) he looks, he, he has boarded the SS infection and walked the plank off of it. Like, he's, looks bad. Henry Thomas wakes with a start, sees him. Question 11, what do you do? What does Henry Thomas do? I'm going to... Wake up Annabelle, who's a nurse, mm-hmm. and be like, are you okay, my little brother, Patrick? Then to his, to his level of aliveness. Okay. Which is zero, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, what, what does he do? Um, I think he's like, what the fuck are you looking at? Or what are you doing here? What? Something like that. Point for you. Henry Thomas goes out of his way to not acknowledge that his brother is in a wheelbarrow and is just shy of deceased. Because what he notices is is the gold is gone. And then he literally just, it's as if he says, excuse me, to the dead person and just goes (laughs) running out looking for the gold. No regard for the fact that his brother is a dead person. So he runs upstairs to find Michael Shannon because he's like, Michael Shannon stole the gold or Junior's stole the gold or whatever the fuck. So Henry Thomas starts kicking in doors, solely concerned with where his gold is, zero concerned about his almost deceased brother. Patrick is still just standing there. Annabelle is still asleep. Henry comes back into the room and he's like, stay with Annabelle. And I'm like, sir, he is dead. He cannot be given instructions. He is dead. He is not participating in this group project anymore. Like he needs help. He failed. He failed the group project. Yeah. So expelled X from this earth. earth. Yeah. So. He's like, stay with Annabelle, would ya? And he goes outside to look for the gold or some shit. Uh, 
So now he's out in the rain and it is what we, what we call rain in buckets. Am I right? I mean, it's really wet outside. Uh, it's a really heavy rainstorm. Anyway, cut to Patrick still just standing there shivering at Annabelle, just shivering <laughs> deadly at Annabelle. <laughs> Annabelle finally wakes up and sees him. Question 12. What does she do? What do you do? Oh my gosh, you're all you are dead. Do you need a blanket? Like, <laughs> okay, you look at your wound. Sure. What does she do? Uh, hand in hand. Point for you. No, um, she also does not acknowledge that he looks deceased. Um, she does ask what he has in his hand, and she also asks where the gold is, but not where is where is your lifeblood, sir? She asks nothing of that kind. I think. Patrick, yeah, I think Patrick answers at this point. When she asks where the gold is, he says shakily and deadly, uh, Henry Thomas is taking care of it. Uh, She then says, what's that? Because he had a paper in his hand that he, like, puts on the table. He goes and sits down now. And she says, what's that? And he says creepily and deadly, a door, a page from that book. And she says, a page from what book? And I'm like, see, nobody, even, she didn't even, fu- she didn't even fucking know that there was a book. about the book. Because she was not with the book. People. People. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. God. And so she says, what are you talking about? Patrick says, it's no door that you would understand. It's for sacrifice. First of all, the slaves. And then he goes on to describe the order in which he sacrificed the slaves. The cheap ones and the females past their prime. Um, and he says, you have to follow certain wit- rituals to be heard. So this is where we realize, like, it's obviously not him talking. It's Mr. Bad Hollister talking through him. But again, no notes have been compared, so Annabelle doesn't know that. Um, and... Patrick continues to talk and say, most think of them as spirits and ghosts, but they have always been here. They exist in a world around our own. They want to change what's in the world. They want to torment us, is what he says. Annabelle says, I don't understand. Then Patrick appears to like be himself again because mm-hmm. he's like, Annabelle, this really hurts. I think something's wrong. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, bro, something's real wrong. Um, Annabelle says, all right, let me look at it. Let me not acknowledge any of the things you're saying. Um, And she takes the bandage off and it like, it looks real infected. And like, it looks like his veins are lightning coming out from (gasps) the wound, but it's black. Now, I know you're not a doctor, but like that's not what we want wounds to look like at any point in the healing process at all. His wound just looks at her and goes, (laughs) yep, and a little (laughs) ship comes out of it. Um, She says, we have to get you to to a doctor. You have some sort of infection. Correct. Um, She says, I may be able to get you something for the pain. So she kind of like gets up to look for liquor or something like that. And then he says, no, it don't hurt no more, Belle. And she says, what did you call me? 
Now, if you remember, the only person that ever called her Belle was Jeffy Hollister before he died. I don't remember that. Okay. I knew you wouldn't. That's why I told you. Um, and she's like, what did you just call me? Then we, he goes back to being bad man Hollister, it appears, because he said, preacher said shooting's too good for me. They left me to rot for what I did. We then see a flash of the owner of the house, Mr. Hollister, being strung up as a sad crow, scarecrow man. Yes, a sad scarecrow, scarecrow man. Yes. man. And a preacher is there, as well as a bunch of townspeople. And the preacher is like, where are the bodies? Where are your children? And Mr. Hollister is like, where they belong, as, as he's being strung up. And we also see that, like, the once he's strung up, the townspeople walk away along with the preacher. There's one man left standing just, like, looking up at Mr. Hollister. And the preacher says, Jeffy, come on. So we realize, like, Jeffy, <gasps> Jeffy was there. Jeffy was there. Uh-oh. Yeah. We now see a bunch of flashes of what happened. So Annabelle is, like, touching Patrick at this point, And it's almost as if he's, like, giving her visions kind of so we see a flash of mrs hollister on the bed looking like wheelbarrow lady uh flash of him looking through the book flash of a flayed enslaved person in Mm. the you know four poster flash of his very sick wife again but like sitting up on the bed Flash of a little girl hiding in the closet. Flash of his wife, who's now a demon in the barn somehow. Flash of him grabbing his son from under the bed and like putting his, you know, hand over his mouth. It was like his mouth garden? What his mouth garden. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, and then a flash of the wife in the barn again as she looks up and the creepy demon is looking at her from over the loft. Annabelle screams. Uh. So, like, she's like, ah! She looks over at Patrick, who is truly dead. Dead. <laughs> dead. No, actually deceased now. So, like, okay, laying, okay, 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 okay. laying on the table, eyes open, so very obviously deceased. Dead. And for all of the dead bodies they've seen, they should be an expert in who is dead and yes. who is not. I get that they're not experts in horror movies, but they should be experts in dead bodies. In dead people. Yeah. So she barfs after probably, you know, when you get a lot of visions and it makes you feel nauseous. You know. I hate when that happens. Yeah. Um, Henry Thomas is outside looking for everyone. Cut to him coming back in to Annabelle. And he sees dead Patrick laying on the table. And he says, what is it? And I said, is seriously no one going to acknowledge that there is a dead person lying on the table? (laughs) Because he's like, what is it? Like, why are you sad? Why are you crying? And she says she saw everything, meaning like she saw all the visions. I know what happened. And then he says, what's wrong with Sam? And she says, I don't know. And I said, I do. You are the worst fucking doctor i have ever heard in my life yeah kim wasn't even there and she knew that he was dead so henry thomas then feels for a pulse and i'm like there is no pulse bro he 
also should be wearing a sandwich sign that says, I am dead, comma, <laughs> bro, exclamation point. And he then says, he's dead. I don't feel a pulse. And he Agreed. says, was it his wound? Yes. Yes. But Annabelle says, no. No. It was this place. <sighs> now, listen, dun, I think dun, they're both right. Well, I think they're both right. How would we know it's this place if we didn't compare our notes? Clearly. So Annabelle's picking up what this place is putting down now because she says, why did Jeffy tell us to come here? It was a trap. So she's figuring out like, okay, he knew he wasn't going to marry me. Also, he was going to die. And he's like, hey, I got a plantation for you guys to go to. It's haunted. I mean, not haunted. It's the least haunted plantation. You guys can go there. No problem. There will be no ghosts. Um, wow. Yeah. That's a savage plan. Really savage. Todd now comes in and adds to the story. Because he... What did he Todd. see? He was in the Where Harry Potter here? torture room. Oh, yeah. He was in the Harry Potter torture room. So he comes out and he's like, yeah, I can confirm what she's saying. The dude who lived here sacrificed his enslaved people to bring his wife back. So that's who he was sacrificing. Um, Todd says, we got to get out of here. Question 13, what do you do? What does Henry Thomas do? Yes. We got to get out of here. Goodbye. Let's go. Okay. Giddy up. Giddy up, little doggy. Oh, Henry Thomas is like, we got to find the money first. Kim, there's a moral to this story. And it's that greed is bad. So. <laughs> greed is bad. <laughs> so Henry Thomas says. And the end of my report is <laughs> greed is bad. Thank you. That yep. was our group project. Kim's standing up there all by her damn self. Her group is not there. Um, because they've all been murdered by demons. Yeah, because they were greedy. So Henry Thomas is like, we're not leaving without the gold. He then turns on Todd and is like, we left you here watching the gold. And they draw guns on each other. And Annabelle pulls a knife on Todd and holds it to his throat. And it's basically like, you know, you shoot him. Uh, I'm going to kill you. And Todd's like, I can shoot faster than you can slit. And she's like, yeah, but if you shoot him, I'll just kill you right after that. And then you're <laughs> so don't do it. Mm -hmm. And so they put their guns down. And uh, Henry Thomas says, I saved your life more than you can count to Todd. And Todd has a great retort to that. He says, that don't make it yours. Just because oh. you saved my life doesn't make it yours. I love that. I loved it too. Annabelle tells him to put, oh, now they put the guns down. Annabelle tells him, tells him to put the guns down. Todd tells him, listen, bro, you don't, uh, the gold means nothing to me now. It's gone. And like, I don't, I'm not trying to be about that gold life anymore henry thomas is like if we find michael shannon and jr we find the gold so basically he's like they stole it that's the deal T 
Todd then starts hearing voices that nobody else in the room hears. Does he tell them I'm hearing voices that nobody else hears? No, he does not. Uh, Todd is like, let's just get on the horses and go. Henry Thomas obviously doesn't want to. Todd is like, you know what? I'm gonna go my damn self. Well, Henry and Annabelle follow him out being like, no, Todd, no. They go into the shed and uh, all of the horses are completely mutilated and decimated. But luckily they were so decimated that I couldn't really even tell that they were horses anymore. So it would just look like gore all over the floor. Um, and I pretended that they weren't horses, that they were people, I guess. Humans. Yeah. Just um, the way you like it. Just the way I like it. So Todd starts laughing, but, you know, not like this is funny. No. He doesn't no. think it's funny. It's he a it's, different kind of laugh. It's a different kind of laugh. <laughs> oh. And he rightly asks, what the hell could have done this to the horses? Because it's like, it's not just that our horses are dead. It's like the amount of work that it would take to do this to this many horses. Like, we're dealing with mm-hmm. something bad. Demon. Yeah. Todd then starts hearing voices again. The others don't. He, like, covers his face and he starts seeing the visions that Annabelle saw as well. But, like, you know, other people he starts seeing the visions um he then looks up and he sees the demon in the loft looking out over him and he just starts sobbing and sobbing and he just is like i can't trust my eyes anymore and he's like there are worse things than dying you know which i then found out was the tagline and i'm like guys i don't know how i feel about yeah i don't know how i feel about you writing your tagline as a line in your script. How do you feel about that? It really bugs me. Am I I alone here? I can't. I I have no feelings about it at all. Interesting. I found it very irritating. Interesting. I'll have to unpack that within myself then. See why that bothers me so much. Um, So he's really distraught and he's like, I I was like, Oh, he's using the old, I'm more sad than you are, demon tactic. He was. He was trying new tactic. I love it. Um, it. It didn't work. So he runs out into the rain. The other two follow. And Henry Thomas is like, I'm not leaving without the gold. Todd is like, I am. I'm leaving without the gold. Henry Thomas then says to Annabelle, you want to leave? You go with Todd, but I'm staying here. Question 14 she what do you stayed. do? What does she do? I go with, I run. Let me out of this place. Okay. Do you go with Todd? I do go with Todd. Okay. And she stays. Point for you. Now listen, I'll admit. You're between a rock and a demon here, but um, we'll get there. So she goes with Henry Thomas. We'll find out why you didn't get a point in a little bit. Okay, so it was point for her, not point for Point me. for her, yes. Yes, so she goes with Henry Thomas. You did not. You did not get a point. Cut to the house is now looking ransacked, and Patrick's body is not there anymore. And Annabelle says whatever took his body 
took it to keep us here. Like she's trying to plead with Henry. Like I still really think we should leave. And I feel like, you know, Patrick was definitely dead. And also I'm positive that there are ghosts now. And I feel like we need to not worry about the gold or your brother's body. And Henry Thomas is like, no, we have to find him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't, can I say something? If we're in this dire straits, I don't need to find your body. Is that okay? No. Ew, leave my body behind. Okay, great. I, I just mean, didn't... I, also money over my body, too. I mean, well, if you were yeah. going to stay for one. Yeah, stay for the money Take rather than the, the bag, body. girl. Yeah, I agree. Okay. But also just... you should leave and leave both. Agreed. Yeah. I just want to make sure that you weren't like, no, you need to honor my remains or something. Because, like, no. I don't, can't. Okay, great. I'm Good. I'm glad we got that cleared up. ghost life. Cool. So... Cut to Todd in the cornfield. Here's why you didn't get a point with going with Todd. I don't know what you could have done to stay alive, but it wasn't go with Todd. Because he's in the cornfield and all of a sudden, Demon Patrick is standing right in front of him with Demon Face. And I'm just going to describe to you what I saw. Todd jumps back in horror and disappears into lightning dust. Okay. Lightning I didn't dust. know that we had lightning dust, but well, we do. We're and here demons. It is. Disappears into lightning dust. Goodbye, Todd. He's dead. See ya. Wow. Honestly, his seemed the most quick and painless. So I guess I guess I'll pick that one. Um, <laughs> so now we cut to Henry Thomas and Annabelle in the field as well. I guess Annabelle. What did she do? Where did we last leave off? She convinced. I guess she convinced him to try to leave and or to look for the gold who knows what the fuck they're doing but they're out in the fucking rain in the cornfield and they're looking around and they come to the scarecrow and henry says i don't know how he knew this the scarecrow looked exactly the goddamn same to me but he says that's michael shannon up there and i wrote how can you tell that i don't know but they take the burps map off his face and his eyes and mouth are sunshine together. Yeah. Now, here was a weird thing that happened. Remember I said that Todd commented on like, they used rawhide to tie you up. Yeah, I put a crystal in it. Here, there's a line where Henry Thomas says, they tied him with hemp. And I'm like, why do we need to know the material by which people were tied? <laughs> and why did it happen twice? Like I noted it once being like, does rawhide have some sort of symbolism that comes back? It does not. And then he's like, I just need you to know that these ropes are hemp. And I'm like, okay, cool. It doesn't matter. It never comes back. But they wanted us to know what materials okay. they were using to tie people. So face is sewn shut. Henry Thomas. And he appears to like kind of still be alive and moving. And then he kind of, like, opens up Michael Shannon's shirt and, like, his chest looks as if it's just skin on bone. Like, where it just looks, like, mm -hmm. really sunken in. Mm -hmm. And then there's also straw coming out where I was like, did they, like, fucking, is he, like, stuffed with straw? Like, I'm not sure, but it's like he was turned into a scarecrow. He's scared crowed. Yeah. And so he's, like... Annabelle, hand me my razor. So he goes to like cut the sewing open of from his mouth. mouth. Yeah, okay. from his mouth and eyes. Seems. 
because he like goes to do it and then like uh michael shannon's head like jumps at him like but like he you know (laughs) and so annabelle gets scared and she kicks the head off off Uh, of michael shannon's body body. yeah just kicks it off (laughs) (laughs) kick (laughs) and it rolls away (laughs) (laughs) i love it kicks his head off you're a great scarecrow (laughs) you scared me (laughs) so that's great so they now (laughs) run away from whatever demon was this scarecrow or whatever and one of them falls and so now kim they've lost each other one fell it's dark it's raining they're in a cornfield now they're separated i'm sure it was annabelle yeah no it wasn't it was henry thomas i think he fell so now they're both lost in the cornfield but the rain is so loud that they're just like annabelle henry and nobody can oh not henry it's william nobody can hear anybody question 15 what do you do what do they do so you're separated raining there's no path I think you they go back someone's in the head house. off. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna run on out of here on my own and pray some Hail Marys as I go. No idea if that'll keep you alive, but I like that you added those Hail Marys in there. Ghosts never like the Hail Marys, so I feel like it's just a safe bet to see if this works. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they just stand there and yell for each other a lot. Okay. <laughs> for like 25 minutes. Um, and you know, Annabelle's looking for Henry Thomas. Henry Thomas is looking for her and he's waving his gun around. Okay. And I'm like, bro, you can't see shit. You can't be like waving that gun around. Can't see anything. Can't see anything rustling in the corn. Uh, and he turns, he shoots, uh, and he goes over. It's Annabelle. Right between the eyes. Oh right. my gosh. We have not compared a single note. The not even the hello, I'm next to you in the cornfield note. It's me and not a demon. Please don't shoot me in the head. Mm -hmm. This is a total indictment of American individualism and capitalism. That's what I'm saying. That's what the moral of this movie is. Compare your notes. Greed is bad. What was was it before? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um. Which is in alignment to that. Greed is bad, colon. Capitalism and individualism. It is, it is an indictment of American capitalism and individualism. And that is the thesis of our project, of our group project that we're doing. <laughs> um, so she's dead. He goes over to her and he's sobbing and he drops the gun and he falls to his knees over her body. Cut to morning. And he's still kneeling over Annabelle's dead body. But he gets up and he starts walking. Now, I don't remember if I mentioned it, but part of the brigade was a very smart, intelligent, wonderful, obedient dog. Now, if you notice, I have not mentioned the dog this entire time we've been at the plantation. Because that dog, dog, in fact. Okay. So. He was there at the bank robbery, but he's there at the beginning and he's there at the end because this motherfucking dog knew I'm not getting involved in this mess. I am not coming (laughs) in that house. I am not doing any of this shit. But Henry Thomas 
encounters the dog in the cornfield and the dog's name is dog, which I'm just like, that's so fucking disrespectful. Like <laughs> naming your dog, dog. What's your name? Human. Hume. <laughs> I go by Hume. <laughs> I go by man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey man. Pulls. So the dog, he's like, Hey dog. And the dog's like, I don't know you bitch. And like starts like growling and barking at him being like, I don't fucking know you. Like you are scary to me. And so motherfucking Henry Thomas pulls his gun out. And I was like, if you shoot this fucking dog, but the dog was like, lady, I got it. Cause the dog jumps up and like bites Henry Thomas's arm and makes him drop the gun. He was like, I don't uh-huh. need your pity lady. I got this handled. I'm the smartest one here. I participated in my group project. He can pull a gun on me, but I'm going to eat his arm. I'm good. And so Henry Thomas starts running and the dog is chasing him. As he is running through the field, we're seeing this weird thing where it's like Thomas running, but then also is it that weird demon dog from the beginning face demon running also, or is it Henry Uh or is it the dog? We don't know. He comes out to the edge of the field, shot in the chest. Oh, what? Cut to those soldiers that were chasing them. They found him. So he comes out. Shot in the chest. The soldiers go up to see what they shot. Well, that's an ugly looking dog, demon, <gasps> motherfucking oh, shit. no. Oh, no. So whoever the fuck they, sh- they shot at the beginning, I have no I'm idea who that. that was. Yeah, it was another human. Wow. So it's a demon thing. And wow. we kind of get a close All up on the face. how much I fucked that dead or alive. Oh, you fucked it. You (laughs) fucked it. But also, like, you got almost 100% on everything else. So so wrong. Wow. Yeah. So Captain tells his soldiers, like, stop worrying about the fucking terrifying mutated demon thing that we're seeing that nobody seems to care about. Maybe demon dogs were just rampant, just running around everywhere. Maybe this was just a fucking Tuesday for them. I don't know. I didn't know there were so many demons running through cornfields in 1863, but I'm no historian. So one of them, like, kind of goes over to the body closer, and he sees that there's a gold coin next to it. (laughs) So he says to his buddy, uh, she kind of shows him the coin, and then he says, hey, Captain... I think we better check the house. Just make sure there's no deserters in there. Those sneaky, sneaky demons. So he enlists his friend to go check the house. And off they go. Credits. And we begin again. It begins all over again. That was Dead Birds. That was fun. You can thank Michael Schiller for that one. Thank you. Star studded, man. Like it was an, and it was in 2004. I like literally have never heard of it or anything. Uh, All right. Let me total your points. Um, Your dead or lives are super easy because you got one out of six. (laughs) Let me total your, the rest of your points. (laughs) Hi, Sammy. So we heard a rumor that you're not signed up for our awesome Patreon yet. What? 
Where are you getting your bone con then? It's cool. It's fine. You can still subscribe. Just hit the link in the show notes or search for us on Patreon. We're right there. We've got all kinds of bone con. That's bonus content. We've got mini-sodes, post-mortems, and Q&As, all live streamed. Polls, prizes, merch, and just a general smorgasbord of KK Sam. So join us. Or else. Oakley dokely. Dead or Alive, you got one out of six. But your questions, you got 23.5 out of 30 for a total of 24.5 out of 36. Mm, I'd say you did pretty well on your your group project, though. I'm going to give you a high grade. My group brought me down, but besides that... Your group, I mean, literally your group brought you down because the reason that your score wasn't better was because your entire group is dead. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like literally your teacher is like, Kim, I understand. Normally I'd mark you down because you didn't work with your group, but they they are all dead and you're the only one alive. So (laughs) A plus. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Um, So yeah, that was dead birds. So I don't know if we can keep the streak going. What I did think was if, for instance, we get to a point where it's like somebody picks a movie where like there's nothing that begins with that or it's like a one word kind of thing, we can introduce other criteria in the sense of like how does this one relate to the last one in some way? I guess so. See how far it goes. Don't worry. I'm not going to do a one word. Okay. All right. Although there is a very famous one. Yes. Yes that word but yes. i didn't want to leave it to no additional word uh, yeah i was yeah. like i gotta i can't i can't do that yeah so i have seen have you seen that birds. one that we're talking about uh, i i have actually but like a long time ago like, same same like i feel like i could either tell it or be in it oh yeah i have no idea either way it's Okay, good to know. I just always like to know where we stand on the classics. I think a lot of times we're like, you know, at the beginning, we definitely would have been like, oh, no, we can't do the birds because we've both seen it. And now we're like, (laughs) I don't remember a goddamn thing, except there was a lot of birds. Yeah. So that's that's Uh, we forgot our announcements. Oh, do it. We are a podcast, <laughs> and it helps you, us if you give us five stars and write us five-star reviews. If you could do that, that would be great. We also do it for free, and we spend so much time and work really hard. We would love if you supported us with some money. Give you us money. do it with some Patreon. Patreon. Also, we do more stuff there to give you stuff back Bone for con. the stuff that you give us, and then you give us stuff, and we give you stuff back. Yeah. It's a big circle jerk. <laughs> it's a big circle jerk. So join us in our circle jerk of yeah. Patreon. Woo! That was and follow a great us at KK Sam Podcast and on Facebook at Sammy Stay Alive, maybe. I'm going to have Eric cut that out and have that be our <laughs> Patreon ad. <laughs> Honestly. It's so on brand. We got to do something with it. <laughs> um, well, guys, we love you so much. This has been Kim and Kat's Stay Alive. Maybe. So until next week, stay, stay alive. alive.
ghosted me. I'm, I'm done. done. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Dread Podcast Network.